All right. Final half hour. We'll work in as many of your calls as we can before we get out of here for the long weekend. But uh, right now we're going to have a discussion. You remember earlier this week? I'm pretty sure it was earlier this week. Maybe last week? I don't know. Uh, A caller asked me if I'd heard about the new discovery that had been made by physicists studying elementary particles. I said, no, I have not. To be honest, I had a terrible time understanding what he was even talking about. Now, that, that, that's not his fault, and it's not my fault. It's very advanced stuff. It's hard to explain. It's hard to understand. So our exceptional producing team got to work and tracked down someone to try and walk us through this. So let's chat with Ashutosh Codwell, who's a Fritz London professor of physics at Duke University. Ashutosh, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Okay, so we're going to be talking about particle physics, right? That's what this is? That's correct. Okay, what are particle physics? Can you give us a really basic working definition to get started here? Sure. So what we are studying is the basic building blocks that everything in nature is made of. So you can build down all the way to the atoms. Yeah. And inside atoms, you got protons and neutrons. And inside the protons and neutrons, we have particles called quarks and gluons. So combined with the electrons that we know about and many such particles, these things we believe are truly indivisible. They are the smallest building blocks of nature. And the way they interact with each other, the way they exert forces on each other, and by combining in the right proportions, you make up you know, nuclei and atoms and molecules the smallest constituents of the building blocks, studying those is particle physics. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. That makes sense. Now, in particular here, we're talking about something called the W boson particle. What is that? Okay. So we've all heard about nuclear forces. Um, There's a couple that are active inside the nuclei of atoms. Okay. One is called a strong nuclear force, and that's the one that keeps the proton stuck together, makes a nucleus. The other one is called the weak nuclear force, and that one's responsible for creating heavy elements. It's responsible for the nuclear reactions that go on inside the sun. So the sun gives us energy because of that. So a very important force active in nature. In quantum mechanics, all forces are due to the exchange of certain particles. So the weak nuclear force is caused by the exchange of the W boson. That's the important role that the W boson plays. So it's it's sort of the facilitator of the process? The weak, of the weak nuclear force, exactly. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Now, what changed? Why did What, what, what was discovered last week, or, or, or what changed last week that sort of has people taking another look at W boson particles? The interesting thing about this particle is we have had a theory uh, of particle physics which has developed over many decades, starting from the 60s, and literally there are sort of 30-plus Nobel Prizes awarded for the development of this theory, that theory of particle physics is called the standard model of particle physics. Okay. So that theory is able to now calculate within the theory the mass of the W boson. So if the theory was exactly right and everything about particle physics was correctly understood, you would get a calculated number. Our goal was to go measure the mass of this quantity, the W boson. And people are extremely excited because we get a very different answer. So, so that means something in this wonderful theory of particle physics called standard model 
is missing. There's something missing in that calculation, which usually is an indicator that there is some new physics out there, some new law of nature that we've never known about. What are the possibilities here? Like maybe what you think are the smallest things in the universe, the building blocks, maybe there's something smaller? Exactly. So people have been thinking maybe the Higgs boson, which has been discovered in 2012, it's possible that the Higgs boson is actually made up of something. And that can actually induce an effect that we are seeing. So that's one possibility that is getting support. Another is that in addition to the one Higgs boson we know about, there could be additional Higgs-like bosons that we haven't actually discovered yet, but the W boson is already feeling their effect. So that's another possibility. And I'll just mention one more. Um, we know that there is dark matter in the universe. It's influencing the rotation of the stars and galaxies. It's affecting the formation of galaxies. So the dark matter of the universe could, may, could also be made up of particles. So those particles do not exist in the standard model yet. We have no proof that it's particles. But if such particles were to exist, they can also produce this effect. So maybe we are seeing the effect of dark matter particles finally in particle physics. Oh. three of the possibilities people have looked at. Okay, interesting. Now, not everyone's on board, right? Some people are saying, hey, you're going to have to try and reproduce this. You're going to have to get more evidence. Not everybody says, we need to, re we need to start over here. Correct. It is a tradition of science that when such a result which is contradictory to the existing logics that we have, it is essential that we get additional evidence that supports the experimental facts. So we have more work to do, absolutely. Now, how, what, what, when we talk about changing our understanding of the universe, how so? What could this, what could this mean in terms of our understanding of the universe and how it works? It just the basic fundamental processes? For example, for example, the, the theory of the Big Bang is now fairly well established. Yep. Through the existing mathematics of particle physics, we are able to calculate how the Big Bang proceeded from a certain time onwards. So something like one trillionth of a second after the Big Bang, we think we know what happened, and everything after that is generally in accordance with the way the universe looks today. Right. But we do not yet know exactly what happened in that first trillionth of a second after the Big Bang. This kind of knowledge helps us probe the Big Bang further back. So in some sense, one of the things we can do with this is get back to our roots, so to speak, get back to the roots of the entire universe, closer and closer uh, to that moment of creation, if you will, in a mathematical or, or sense. Um, so that's the sort of thing we are hoping to understand from this kind of knowledge about the current universe. Interesting stuff. Ashutosh, I can't thank you enough for your time. I appreciate you joining us, and uh, best of luck as you continue down the path here. Very good. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and your, uh, and your listeners. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is Ashutosh Cotwell, who's a Fritz London professor of physics at Duke University.